Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesser of Russellone.com. I'm here to talk about WWE Money in the Bank. Definitely a very memorable show. Even before you talk about John Cena and all that kind of stuff, it was a very memorable show for the fans coming back, for uh, the Money in the Bank matches, for the title matches, uh, all these things and more. Definitely going to break it, break it down. Normally, I'm joined by John Clark, but he's at the show tonight, and he told me to tell you all that he had a blast. Obviously, the first WWE pay-per-view uh, other than WrestleMania uh, since the start of the pandemic, so... Definitely a lot to get into. Uh, before we do, just want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, or at SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered, so leave a like and subscribe. So, I mean, I, I'm still in shock here, everybody. John Cena back in a WWE ring for the first time since WWE WrestleMania 36. I'd be lying if I if I said that the, seeing this man back in the ring there uh, did not bring tears to my eyes. I mean, just an incredible moment, uh, a wonderful moment for me. Yeah, I know. Obviously, John Cena, uh, you know, he, he's he's got some some detractors. He has people that don't really care for him. Um, but for me, he he was my Hulk Hogan when I was a kid. That he was the guy. So for me, I feel like a little kid again seeing him in there. The crowd went crazy. I mean, even sitting here uh, watching the show on, on TV. Um, wow, that was such an electric moment there. Absolutely incredible. And you know, we're definitely seeing some uh, some divisive comments there here in the comment section. DJ Cassier saying, let's go Cena. Joseph Priestley saying Cena still sucks. Nesh Kerr saying, I was crying. That's my man. I mean, you can just see here in the comments, you know, Cena obviously remains a very divisive figure. Um, but hey, we've talked about we talk about it pretty much every show here uh, that I do for Raw for SmackDown. We want you know exciting things, different things, new things, uh, and we and we got it here, right? I mean, even if the uh, you know the, the the rumors, the reports had suggested that Cena would be back. There's, you know, plans change. You never know. And we, you know, we, we had heard for weeks that Money in the Bank would be this show full of surprises. And until this closing angle, it, it really wasn't in some ways, right? We didn't see Becky Lynch. We didn't see Sasha Banks. We didn't see anybody else, really. Uh, and then, obviously, the, the rumor had been that we'd see John Cena. And it's main event time. Still no John Cena. And, you know, you got the feeling, okay, maybe he'll come out after the match. And even knowing that he probably would do that still. Seeing it actually happen such an electric moment and yes you know, the comments streaming in here don campbell saying i was so happy to see john cena uh and then some people wondering if he will beat roman reigns right if he if he will get that that uh, another world title to add to his very impressive legacy here uh and uh, i i don't i don't think that's the case right i robert and i've talked about it uh, on the previous smackdown post shows because this has widely been the the Plan or the the you know speculation at the very least that he will if Cena will come back feud of Roman Reigns for SummerSlam. I don't see Cena winning the title. I think it's going to be a great feud. And yes, as as Joseph Priestley here in the comments saying, Cena will be the next victim on Roman Reigns' way to uh, the Rock, Dwayne jo Dwayne Johnson, likely at maybe next WrestleMania. So I think this will be a, a great feud here. Uh, can't can't emphasize it enough that it was just such a wonderful moment for me uh, hearing that crowd and just such an electric moment I, I enjoyed it so much uh and i hope you all did too because this was just such an incredible way to close off what was a a wonderful pay-per-view right well it was just a uh you know historic i don't want to say historic that, that may sound uh you know maybe maybe that's maybe that's emphasizing right but this was the first pay-per-view uh with fans on wrestlemania and now after tonight fans are back this is unlike wrestlemania this, this is not a one-off this is 
you know, a return to somewhat normalcy. And yes, as as Ger Ger Gerald Swartz uh, pointing out, there were a lot of issues with Peacock tonight that definitely did put a damper on the experience here. Uh, I was right around the start of the Men's Money in the Bank match for the Peacock subscribers in the United States. Uh, Peacock just kind of uh, crapped out. And uh, I was worried. I think many, many people were worried that, uh, you know, the, the show would... Uh, you know, just not be able to stream, right? That it was completely kind of go dark. It was just kind of glitching in and out. Thankfully, it got resolved pretty quickly. It, it was only really uh, a problem for the first couple minutes for the men's money in the bank match, which was a great match as well. We'll get into that. But back to John Cena here. Aaron Smith thinking that Cena will win the championship. And again, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think it's an option, obviously. And then any given match, you got, uh, let's say, a singles match. You know, either guy can win, obviously. Uh, but real realistically, I really do think that Reigns will uh, leave SummerSlam with the title. And, you know, probably, as we've said before here, we'll probably head into WrestleMania ne next year uh, as the champion. Could it be against The Rock? Maybe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just such an incredible moment. Can't even put it into words. I enjoyed it so much. And, and we're getting, again, the fact that in the comments here, we're just getting so many comments, so many, so much uh, uh, emotion, at the very least, proves that this is the right move, right? You, if you love John Cena, if you don't like John Cena, you get, you're going to feel some way about them. And ironically, ironically, Roman Reigns said that same thing in a recent interview uh, before Money in the Bank. Like, love him or hate him, people are going to react. And a lot of the time with WWE, people don't always react. So, you know, the fact they bring in a guy like John Cena for hardcore fans, they're going to feel uh, some way about him. For, for casual fans who may not watch the product otherwise, he's going to bring them in because like hey it's john movie star john cena they're gonna you know tune in to see that so um definitely an incredible way that just to kind of kick off this you know new chapter of WWE to kill to, to kick off which should be a very exciting summer uh i would imagine cena will be back on smackdown this week to kind of really kick off this feud here uh brian De brian De diaz uh, briona say dominic toretto will help his brother cena win because of the family um obviously yeah cena a big movie star of uh, the, the fast and furious franchise at least this new movie here um, and again, yeah, that, that again, that mainstream appeal. This is to me, I feel like it is the right move uh, for SummerSlam for WWE right now. Um, I, yeah, it is just, I, I'm very excited. I, I think, you know, you, you can say that this has been expected, you can say that this has been widely, um, you know, predicted or whatever you know it's still very exciting i'm looking forward to it uh rajul J jadid saying that was some pop but he still sucks i mean hey like i said you know people uh, the, either either side of the fence you know if, if you love him and you and you can you can really uh, uh, enjoy that pop great or if you hate him you can say wow i can't believe all these people are cheering him like to me it's a win-win i like it a lot uh so we know uh, i would think you know based on what we saw here cena he did the you can't see me taunt to roman reigns we're going in that direction i think that'll be great uh, as for the main event match itself we saw roman reigns defend the universal championship against edge uh, this match came off the heels of a, a chaotic and wild uh, men's money the big match. We will talk about that as well. Uh, but because we're talking about Cena, might as well pivot to Reigns and Edge here. So coming off of that very, you know, high spot, heavy, chaotic, wild money the bank match, we did see a much slower, methodical match between uh, Roman Reigns and Edge. Uh, for me, you know, this was a match. I, I was going into it. I really thought, all right, you know, this is definitely feeling like Reigns is going to win. 
and again, because of the, that idea that we were probably going to get Reigns and Cena, pivot uh, away from that into Reigns versus Cena here. So it didn't really feel like Edge had a chance. But then right before this match, after the Money in the Bank match, uh, Seth Rollins said, you know, whoever wins the main event match here, I have next. Like he, he's, he may have lost Money in the Bank, but he still wants the title. So that kind of planted the seed that, hey, maybe, just maybe, Edge will win the match here, and that will we might get Edge versus Rollins uh, for the title. Because uh, Robert and I have talked about it for weeks that uh, we would get uh, Rollins versus Edge at SummerSlam. That's been a match that's been predicted out uh, predicted as well. You th- you throw in the title in there, and then you make it uh, a little more you know you, you up the stakes, you up the ante there. So you know that again, that's just a little promo there. So some seeds of doubt that maybe Edge would win, and they'd go in that direction. Uh, and to me, this was you could say it was a little overbooked. He got a little a little chaotic there with a ref bump, with some attempted interference. Um, but it was definitely I, up until the kind of this climax of the match there, of all the the shenanigans. Uh, it was slow, methodical, more kind of traditional in some ways. Uh, Reigns dominated for some stretches, and you know it. It really, in many ways, we'll talk about it in a couple minutes. But it did feel like the the WWE Championship match, where where Lashley dominated Kofi Kingston. Here, Reigns was dominating. There really wasn't much uh, offense for Edge early on, and then Edge rallied, and he, you know started to get really good into it. Yeah, the crowd is feeding off him, and you know a very good main event match. Uh, and then there was a ref bump after uh, Reigns fired back with a Superman punch. Ref goes down, and then of course you you, you expect uh, shenanigans. And then, uh, you know, I, it's worth noting, Robert and I talked about this on the SmackDown podcast. Edge has been building up this, this you know, chair-assisted crossface. You know, in a normal match, that wasn't really going to help him win, obviously. Like, you, you use a chair, you're going to get DQ'd. So he couldn't do that in a normal match. While the ref goes down, Roman goes to do the crossface of the chair. Uh, Edge blocks it. Edge puts him in the hold. So Edge nearly chokes out Roman. And then the, the Usos come down seemingly to break it up. Then the Mysterios come down to stop them. We'll talk about the Mysterios and the Usos in a bit. So then, you know, leaving Edge and Roman on their own because they even the odds there. Then Seth Rollins comes down to the ring, kicks Edge in the face, breaks up the hold. Match doesn't end quite yet. They keep going back and forth. Uh, and then Edge goes for a spear. He hits a spear. The referee was down, though. So we get uh, a, a near fall when the second referee comes to the ringside. Um, you know, and there, some people criticizing that the referee took too long to get there, and the you know, the the, the was a little mistimed. It was still a fun spot in the end. Rollins came out again, distracted Edge. Uh, Reigns hit the spear for the win, and, and Reigns retained the title. Like I said, there, there we go from Edge, uh, Edge losing, Reigns winning, and then we kind of branch off into the now, now two very exciting feuds of. Reigns and Cena, likely, I mean, that's pretty clear that that's where we're going at this point. And Rollins and Edge, both of which I think would be great SummerSlam matches there. And I, I think I'm, I'm very excited for that. You know, uh, we've seen some reports in recent weeks that WWE really wants to make WrestleMania uh, as big, or sorry, some, I just messed it up. That's a little Freudian slip there. Uh, that they want to make SummerSlam as big, if not bigger, than WrestleMania. You bring in John Cena, you, get, you have Edge on there as well, and in addition to any number of other sh- uh, matches they've got there. And so, you know, that feels like a, a very easy way to really just build up, you know, a, a, a great big card that could be really exciting. On top of, you think about Becky Lynch returning, you think about Sasha Banks. I mean, it, it's pretty clear to see that it's going to be an, an all hands on deck kind of thing. They're going to want everybody they can get. Uh, the, the rumors about Goldberg, we'll talk about that. I got I got asked about that a couple minutes ago. Um, so, you know, clearly here, we're, we're on the road to SummerSlam. It's going to be a very exciting show. And, uh, you know, whatever happens, right? We're talking about Cena here. Again, I, I've said a couple of times, I really don't think Cena's going to win the title. But Terry, Terry Reed saying, let Cena become the 17th time world champion. I'll let him break the record. Then go back to Hollywood. I mean, I just, I don't see it. I, I really don't. I got to think 
it's going to be Reigns. He's going to move on from Cena. You know, it's going to be, it's, that's really going to build him up there. And, uh, you know, again, it feels like now the fans are back. It feels like, you know, we talked about for months, the, the, the dream match of Reigns and the rock. Uh, now the fans are back. If it's not next WrestleMania, maybe we, the one after that, I don't know, but I, I just don't see John Cena. It's again, it's a possibility, but I don't see John Cena beating Roman Reigns at this point. So, uh, regardless, I think it's gonna be a great story. They also, they had, they have history and so much has changed. Now you've got Reigns as this amazing top heel Cena, the, the home, the homegrown hero coming back for one last ride here, kind of like edge in many ways, albeit very differently. Obviously Cena wasn't forced to retire. Cena has gone off to Hollywood. It's very, it's different, but there, there are some overlaps and i like it uh so you know i again i think it'll be a great story and with edge eds and rollins i think that'll be great as well so you know to me this is a very you know this is a recipe for success you have a great main event match a great show closing angle with with cena and then you set up uh during this main event match with rollins and edge you set that up as well so uh you know we're we're, we're set up for a, a, a very exciting time on smackdown here at least on the road to SummerSlam. and we we, we are continuing to get some teases of rollins and edge uh sorry rollins and reigns here we, we're continuing to see some some tension some conflict here and nesker's wondering if seth could be the one that beats roman I just don't think so. Like to me, Roman, it's got to be somebody big. They're going to really build up to be this next top guy. And I guess that kind of uh, pivots me to my next point. Biggie won the money in the bank lottery match for the men, uh, the men's side of things, at least. Boy, this one was crazy. And again, the Peacock uh, streaming issues kind of, you know, put a, a little bit of a sour spin on that. Def- that definitely kind of uh, dominated the narrative for the first couple minutes there. But, uh, uh, again, once those issues got smoothed out, this match was great. We had uh, just to run through it. We had Ricochet, John Morrison, Drew McIntyre, uh, Riddle, Biggie, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Uh, and for weeks, we talked about it. We really, I really thought uh, that Riddle had a chance. That Riddle could be one of the favorites there, at least on the Raw side of things. But in many ways as well, Biggie definitely felt like the right choice. And I think that I think that that we are right to say that. Right, Biggie got this huge pop when he when he won. It was a wonderful moment for him. There were so many so many crazy spots i mean uh ricochet if you if you haven't seen it if you're happening to watch this without seeing the show or if you missed that match due to the peacock issues look it up ricochet did this amazing uh, ju- uh dive to the outside where he, he got tipped off the ladder landed on the ropes sprung to the outside he just soared through the air the man is amazing he deserves so much better than he's gotten uh from, from a booking standpoint uh and a, a guy like him a guy like john morrison absolutely meant for money in the bank just diving over the place morrison was doing some parkour like stuff uh nesseker saying ricochet is crazy um uh, it was just crazy like i i'm a big ricochet fan i think he's great uh and this match did nothing but cement that he, he just um, absolutely incredible uh he did a, i think he did another another dive yeah he dove, he dove on a morrison even before that just like running over and diving over the ropes um and, and just out of saying ricochet belongs in all the money to make matches going forward yeah that like, ricochet diving over the place morrison doing parkour kevin owens this man doing some like absolutely brutal spots yet again just two days after he he did the diving elbow drop off the ladder uh, you know, going out there, just trying, trying to, you know, give the fans something extra. The, give the the live fans there uh, a bang for their buck, if you will. Uh, Dan Greathouse saying Owens being powerbombed to the ladder was sick. Yeah, this man, the, the the ladder was standing upright, and John Morrison and Seth Rollins powerbombed him right onto the the like the the hardest part of the ladder there. Absolutely brutal. Um, I'm trying to remember, I think he, he, took a, he took a couple like really rough spots. This man, oh, he also took a power bomb through a ladder. Hermit Takar pointing out it as well. I guess but, uh, Rollins power bombed uh, 
Owens uh, from the inside thing to the outside through a ladder. Absolutely crazy. I mean, wow, just Kevin Owens definitely deserves a lot of a lot of credit, a lot of respect there for that. Um, and I, in some way, there was one point where I thought Owens would win. And again, I, as much as I, I was just saying Owens deserves credit, I didn't want him to win this match because we saw just you know a couple months ago he was really in the thick of the title scene for for several months, and just you know, and whereas uh, that would have been a little repetitive, and then Biggie. Uh, winning here definitely giving an opportunity to a new guy to a guy that has not previously been in that spot and that's what i want that is always what i want for money in the bank matches and we, we're 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 going to see that uh with the women's match as well and we'll talk about that in a couple minutes but this is long overdue for biggie for i feel like for just for months and months and months I'll, I'll maybe even i'll say you know, years biggie has certainly deserved this this is overdue um and, and especially in in a post kofi mania world uh just such a great moment for biggie i hope 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 that wwe really goes through with this that they build biggie up that they really turn him into the the next top star did you guys say pointing out or, or at least maybe hoping that biggie will be that big star to the throne of roman i was saying a couple minutes ago that they need to build someone up to really be the guy that beats roman i i hope that it's biggie i hope they build him up and that, that they do that that they really just do right by biggie but you know we do we see again and again you know the money in the bank winners don't really get booked well that they don't get booked as legitimate contenders we saw of otis last year we've seen with baron corbin a couple years ago any number of examples where the you know the miz even before even though he cashed in and won he was booked like to lose again and again and again so you know that wasn't a great look either you know so i'm really hoping very hopeful that the the booking will be better for biggie because he deserves better he deserves the best right um I just, I really hope that WWE gets it right, books Biggie to be that next top guy. Uh, heck, if it's next year, right? If it's a, one year from now that he decides to cash in, uh, or if it's next WrestleMania, you know, I don't know exactly how how the cookie will crumble and how um, you know the, the cards will fall with you know when we're talking about The Rock with Roman Reigns with Edge even with Bobby Lashley in the, 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 the WWE title picture. Uh, there, there's so many moving parts here, and it's really just hard to predict. Um, so I don't. I don't know how long Biggie will have uh, the, the briefcase. Again, I just hope that when he when he does cash in, he'll have been built up, he'll have been established as a true uh, contender, a true top star, uh, and then you know he'll he'll really get to that next level. So you know that's what I'm hoping, right? I'm a big Biggie fan. I hope to see that. I know I think that many people would would agree with that. Um, and I don't, I don't know how we get there right now. He's got the briefcase. I don't know who he's going to feud with. I don't know how you get to that to that level where he where he will be at you know, the true like legitimate main event player level because he, he he had the IC title run didn't go great you know there was a little hit or miss in some ways but i really think you know there's a great opportunity here to really build biggie up to capitalize on this great uh you know this great pop this great momentum this great moment for biggie uh i just i really hope that we get we that's good right that, that they just really fall through with it and, and build them up like that so i like that this idea from nesha curse and i've heard it from some other people as well saying biggie should get drafted to raw reunite the new day after the draft that will be presumably in september or october so that's definitely a, a valid option as well you don't have to kind of uh line them up for biggie or so line them up for roman reigns right you could move them to raw you know maybe uh, i think a, a few of last year could be great um i think that there's a lot of potential there as well uh jesse Mata saying he predicts that uh Biggie will cash in on Lashley. Otherwise, where does Lashley go? Uh, you know, obviously the rumor there being uh, Brock Lesnar or Goldberg. We'll talk about that in a couple minutes as well. So yeah, that is a very valid, valid question, right? You know, if not for those two, 
who's left for Lashley. I think Biggie would definitely slot in as a great, uh, you know, challenger for Lashley as well. So I think moving Biggie to, to Raw makes a lot of sense in that sense. So I, I would like to see that. I'm saying, as I was kind of just hinting at a minute ago, maybe build Biggie up slowly, really kind of slowly uh, develop him into, the, into that main event uh, level and really just gradually get him there. So uh, that's what I'm hoping to see, right? I really think that's all. I think the world of Big, I think he's got so much potential. And I think that with this Money in the Bank match uh, winning here tonight, uh, that's hopefully where we're going here. Money in the Bank, one done properly, one 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 utilized well. It is the, a great way just to to launch somebody to the next level. Biggie is is a great example of somebody that, that fits that description to a T. So I'm hoping to see that. It sounds like you guys are as well. So we can we can hope and we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Um, you know, I just, I really hope that that as well, that, I hope that's what happened, right? So great one for Biggie. Uh, and you know, we were just talking about Bobby Lashley, so we may as well pivot to that as well. So Bobby Lashley defended the WWE Championship against Kofi Kingston. And right before the match started, I, I tweeted, all right, I think this will be a solid match. Uh, I don't think Kofi Kingston's going to win, but it'll, it'll be a good match. I'm looking forward to it. It's been an, a fun story on Raw. You know, I think they've done a nice job telling that story of of Lashley. John and I talked about it last week with, of Lashley, uh, you know, rediscovering the the true, you know, dominating part of himself, the dominant champion, uh, and, and just really getting back to that side that we saw from a couple months ago. Not the ladies' man Lashley, not the, you know, the Godfather style Lashley, uh, but the, the, the Bobby Lashley that, that won the WWE title that really became a top guy on draw uh that, and that was just this past monday that he got back to that so especially with that in mind um you know it felt like pretty pretty certain that that last would win but i thought we were we were in line for you know, a, a, a legit match that where, where Lashley would get tested. No, no, uh, Lashley dominated this one from the very start. This was very much a Brock Lesnar style match where, where Lashley really dominated, um, you know, pretty much start to finish. Uh, MVP grabbed Kingston's leg uh, pretty much at the opening bell. And from there, you know, Kingston had, had a very brief kind of uh, – you know, glimmer of offense there. Otherwise, this one was all Ashley uh, and just absolutely dominant. He literally hit three dominators. He he hit he locked in the hurt lock at one point, and then you know the match continued a little more. And then Lashley made Kingston tap out. This was it felt pretty short. It was very very decisive, not competitive really at all. Uh, not a great look for Kobe Kingston, but that this is how you you make people look dominant. You know, the, it, it's a very, this is very much a, a wrestling. Uh, style. It's, it, it, this was a, I'll say, a, not, not, I can't say glorified. This was a squash match. And and if you're a big Kofi, Kofi Kingston fan, this match may not be for you because Kofi didn't really get any offense in. And, uh, you know, yeah, there, there's no real counter to that, right? You know, they, they could have done uh, better by Kofi here. Nash Curse pointing out that just like they did Kofi wrong uh, versus Brock, Kofi deserves better than this. Um, Hard to disagree, you know. They, they, Kofi, we, John, and I have been talking for weeks where we've been hoping, or at least in some ways, maybe naively hoping for Kofi Mania 2.0 or for another title one for Kofi. Uh, but again, this, this very Brock Lesnar style, uh, you know, dominant win for Bobby Lashley. And I, I, as much as I can criticize or, or as, at least agree with the idea that Kofi did deserve better, that, that this maybe could have been handled a little differently. The, the outcome here was, or maybe it feels like the the plan or the hope was to have Bobby Lashley look dominant, and he did absolutely beat uh, beat Kofi Kingston down. And uh, now, as we've gotten a couple comments here already, but you know the feeling or or the note, the seeming you know path forward from here, uh, at least according to some reports, would and you know 
spoiler alert, I guess, but you know, the, the word going around out there is that Goldberg will be returning this week, uh, on Raw, or or if not this week, I would imagine very very soon uh, to challenge for the WWE title against Bobby Lashley. Uh, first SummerSlam, as I was just saying, it, it's all hands on deck. They want to make it this big show. WWE, you know, they they are still very drawn by Goldberg's you know star power, his name value, you know, his you know, just the, his ability to kind of draw on the casual fans. So, you know, while they did this exact same thing back there at Rumble, this is what they seem to be. Uh, planning to do, to do now it's not confirmed it's not announced this is just the the report or the uh you know speculation at this point but if the plan is uh, goldberg for for SummerSlam, you know i really hope they don't have bobby lashley lose to goldberg again kind of like roman reigns here uh based on what, we, what we've seen so far I, I would very much expect to see uh lashley win and you know move on to something else you know whether the 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 real drawing the power here the real the real dream feud the real dream match here has been brock lesnar versus lashley and for whatever reason that still hasn't happened and it doesn't seem like that'll be happening at this point for SummerSlam, uh based on the word the, the word that's going around that that could be wrong but at least at this point uh that may be become a reality a little a little bit down the road i don't know um but and uh, of course, Lashley and Goldberg are both very divisive. We had a comment a couple minutes ago saying, you know, no, no thank you to having you know a, a part-time champion like 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 Lesnar a couple times a year. Um, and but then Nesker saying Goldberg and Brock not needed. It's, you know, kind of similarly there. Uh, Aaron Yancey is saying Goldberg has no star power. I mean, I think he has star power, right? I think he's got that that casual name recognition. Um, you know, he, he's he's definitely a, a legend of the business. So you know, I I think it's hard to knock that in that sense. But um, you know, and then you've got you know, yeah. And on the other hand, you got Brock Lesnar, a guy that's got so much star power. That's got. Uh, you know, that's been so successful and even just in, in recent memory, I think he is a little different than Goldberg in that sense. Although there, there are some parallels, right? Both guys lost their titles at WrestleMania 36 and then kind of, um, uh, not, I won't say faded away, but obviously they just kind of took, took a back seat. You know, Goldberg came back to the Royal Rumble, uh, this past year, Brock Lesnar hasn't, hasn't seen since. So, you know, on paper, right, I think Lesnar makes more sense, but if Goldberg is one that's available, you know, again, it's, it's pretty easy to see at least the, the line of reasoning that, OK, we want to have uh, Goldberg, you know, s- someone of that level of that star power. Uh, if that's kind of the, the best they can do in this at this point, you know, do I agree with it? No. Do I necessarily like it? No. But, you know, since this is one of those cases where you just kind of got to roll the punches and, and see how it goes. So um, if that does happen tomorrow, you know, I think it could be a, a, a electric moment, especially in front of a live crowd. I think it, it would have fallen a little flat uh, in front of, you know, a, an empty arena or, or or the Thunderdome. But now with the live crowd, at least I think you're probably going to get a, a good uh, reaction from, from the live crowd there. And, and that's what Jesse Mata is saying in the comments, saying, I get the feeling that tomorrow is going to feel like a raw after mania. Hopefully they deliver. I mean, we do, you know, it's easy to hope at least, you know, now the fans are back. We had, we had an electric show at Money in the Bank. Uh, now the fans will be back for Raw, for SmackDown. So, you know, the, especially these first couple shows should be, you know, magical and fun. And just, you know, the fans being there, enjoying the wrestling, wanting to have a good time and, and just cheer. And, you know, whatever it may be, uh, beyond Goldberg potentially showing up tomorrow, if it's, 
I don't know, NXT call-ups or fun matches or just any, any, any number of other surprises. Again, we were talking a couple minutes ago, maybe Becky Lynch. And now I guess that, that leads to my next, the next point here. Uh, for the Raw Women's Championship match, we saw Rhea Ripley defend her title against Charlotte Flair. This was a rematch from Hell in a Cell where Ripley retained the title via disqualification, intentionally so, when she got herself disqualified against Charlotte Flair. We've had some odd uh, segments here for this feud. We, we had a crutch fight. We had you know weird promos we had the whole nikki cross nikki or now nikki ash uh you know beat the clock challenge kind of thing now we're we, leading in this match it was kind of not too hard hard to predict and as mess chris pointed out in the comments a show at one what a surprise i mean john and i t- talked about this uh last week on raw i felt pretty pretty clear that we are gonna get uh you know probably a, a, a continuation of this feud at SummerSlam. You know, if you, if you think we don't really know what's going to happen with Becky Lynch, we don't really know uh, maybe how some of these other names will kind of uh, come into play for, for SummerSlam. Again, whether it's Becky or Sasha Banks or whatever it may be, um, you know, I, it's, it's, this did feel like the, the pretty clear path forward. And in that case, when, when you've already had Ray Ripley retain the title once, how do you get to that third match here? Unless you really just want to do repetitive booking, the best way to do that is to do a title change. So here, Ray Ripley won round one. Uh, Charlotte Flair wins round two here. So pretty naturally leads the SummerSlam. So Charlotte is the champion again. I think this was her 11th title reign uh, on the main roster, 13 time overall. So, you know, she is very much uh, making history, continuing as she goes here, um, you know, and that that's good for her. And I think that the day will come sooner and later that she will break the, t- the, the record for world title reigns that her father, Rick Flair holds. And so this was one, uh, you know, one more step toward that goal. And in that case, uh, you, you got to get there somehow. So again, it, it was, if it's in service of that, uh, you know, continuing that feud, I think it makes sense. And I think uh, the match was very good. I should say, I, I wasn't blown away by the match at uh, hell in a cell. This was mu- uh, much better. I liked it a lot. It was very solid. Uh, you know, definitely some good storytelling. Getting a comment wondering uh, what, like, why the screen blacked out. Well, very early on, I should say, in this match, uh, the crowd was very much into uh, the idea that Becky Lynch would show up. The, Becky Lynch had tweeted before the show that she was in Fort Worth, the location of Money in the Bank, and she had a picture of herself sitting outside the stadium. And she had tweeted, uh, A beautiful day in Fort Worth, hoping nobody interferes in the, the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, leading many people, myself included, to predict that she would show up in the Money in the Bank match, which had been at least previously speculated. And we got through that. That match opened the show. We got through it. No Becky Lynch. So then by the time the, the, the Raw Women's Championship match rolled around, uh, many people really wanted to see, um, really wanted to see, uh, you know, Becky Lynch show up here, right? So then the, the crowd was really chanting, we want Becky, we want Becky. Charlotte Flair flipped off the crowd. She just, she just like had enough. She just, you know, that's the the beauty of having a live crowd. You, you get to play off of them and Charlotte Flair, healing it up, flipped off the crowd. So uh you know i I guess yeah she may she probably may have known that becky wasn't gonna show up so she just kind of played off that as best she could um and yes you know i i I admittedly bought it i was like oh we're gonna get becky lynch and we and we didn't and again i was talking about early in the show about john cena we just really thought that you know as many people myself included thought we would get maybe multiple multiple john cena like moments maybe obviously not John Cena level, but of a, of a surprise factor of somebody unannounced showing up, somebody, you know, coming back, whatever it might be. Uh, and we didn't get that. And, and maybe that that's what made the John Cena uh, return so special beyond the fact that it was John Cena, you know, just the fact that we didn't really see anything uh, otherwise uh, before that. So it was funny. Uh, I, I like to just, you know, 
playing off it like that. It was a little weird that uh, WWE blacked it out, uh, and then they they brought the stream back, and Flair was still flipping off the crowd. Um, you know, it was a little odd how it was handled like that. So, uh, you know, it's definitely, you know, I don't know. Definitely, you, you can criticize the quote-unquote censorship. It was fine, both for the match here. I really enjoyed it. I don't have a problem with Charlotte winning. You know, you can say that, oh, of course, Charlotte wins again. LOL. You know, kind of like the old argument about John Cena back in the day. But again, the 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 path forward here, if you, especially if you think about it, that they want to do another, uh, you know, another match between Charlotte and Ray Ripley. This is the best way to do that, at least in my book. So I have no problem with it. And and Michael Covington saying it was the best match of the night. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, you know, you could say, you know, even any performer could, can enjoy having fans back, even if it's someone like Charlotte. Charlotte was literally crying in this match, and I would imagine that's why. This, the, it was truly special to have the fans back. I can't emphasize that enough. For me, um, I got I teared up on SmackDown, this, watching SmackDown this past week, just hearing the fans go, go crazy for Edge. I teared up when John Cena came back at the, at the end of Money in the Bank. It's a great time because wrestling – it's i mean yeah i i try I, I tried my best during the pandemic era to really be positive and to really uh you know just make the most of it but it's not wrestling without the live crowd it's not right if that's if that that is what wrestling is it's it's not just the people in the ring it's the it's the crowds it's the chance it's the reactions so having that back is such a beautiful thing and i i can't emphasize that enough and this, that's why i really enjoy money in the bank it would have been really really hard for me to not enjoy money in the bank because it's just going to show for like no matter what happened, you just I, you wanted to like the show. You wanted to be excited, and you know that's why you know being happy with, with what what did happen on the show itself. Um, you know, I I it was a great show, and I liked it a lot. So this first one asking why I'm doing the show alone. John Clark is in Fort Worth right now at Money in the Bank, so he was unavailable. And then uh, just the way the way this cookie crumbled, everyone else was unav unavailable. So I'm here uh, by myself at least for tonight. So hopefully we'll be back on track. I will some we'll see what happens next month because some somewhere on Saturday we're we're gonna be all, all out of whack. So we'll we'll figure that out as we go here. But yes, you know I'm I'm riding solo and I'm enjoying your company and I, I hope you guys don't mind me doing the show by myself. But I'm trying to help you guys enjoy the wrestling because that's what we do here at WrestleZone. So. We had a great Raw Women's Money, uh, Raw, Raw Women's Title match. So then that leads to the the Raw Women's Money the Bank match, and that was won by Nikki Ash, or I should say A S H. I had thought it was Nikki Ash. Now her name is officially Nikki A S H, almost a super superhero. Um, you know, this match it was is Nikki A S H versus Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Asuka, um, Zelina Vega, and Liv Morgan. So you know, Liv Morgan had felt like the most likely. Uh, contender in some ways and i think that Zelina vega probably you know didn't really feel like a realistic contender in that sense um you know uh, so Liv morgan did did feel like the favorite a lot of people point to alexa bliss i think uh she felt like the very logical choice in that sense so um seeing Nik nikki ash win very surprising in that sense so you know because she for a couple of weeks it did it did feel like she was being built up as you know kind of a, a a favorite to win and then you know the the usual formula i think she she stood tall during a brawl on raw this week and then the usual formula would be okay whoever stands tall in the go home show is probably not going to win nikki ash did tall and then she she just won so i think that's that's great for her great for nikki cross she certainly deserves it uh, this is someone that was off of tv for a couple months that was confined to wrestling a main event comes back with this you know this new character that that she came up with that she that she lobbied for that she, that she pitched and that she really believed in uh and you know i think that there's a, a ton of credit as well so 
I enjoyed Nikki a lot when she was uh, in the tag team of Alexa Bliss when they were, when they were teaming together. Um, this this Nikki ASH thing would have been um, uh, sorry, it's been a little hit or miss for me. So uh, I'm hopeful maybe we'll see it. You know, maybe you know, pick it up a little bit now. She's now that she's won this match. Maybe they'll tweak it or 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 book it differently. I don't know. It's, it hasn't really worked for me very very much so far. It's still very early on, so I'm I'm not down on it by any means, but. I do, I don't know, I'm, I'm not super, I'm, I'm not digging it so far very much, but, you know, yes, uh, Jesse Mata summed me up nicely. Not a big fan of this gimmick, but she's definitely earned this shot. I think that's important to separate, right? Not a big fan of the gimmick, but she's definitely, she's worked hard, she's put in her time, she's been nothing but, as far as we know, nothing but a, a great company worker as a company employee but um i think this was great i think again just like i was saying about Beggy, i think this is a great way to elevate somebody new uh ironically you want to talk about long-term booking when they're doing all the weird like beat the clock challenges with with very ripley and charlotte flair they had nikki cross you know survive in, in the two minute challenges against both of them so um and ironically this makes sense that the, the nikki ash is here winning the money the bank match so you know, now she's got kind of a, a claim to challenging Ray Ripley, uh, or she could go over to SmackDown and, and kind of shake it up over there. Uh, either way, I think, you know, it's a win-win in that sense. I think either either title scene could use her. Uh, and again, I just, maybe maybe the, the gimmick will be tweaked. Or again, just like I was saying about Biggie, I hope that they kind of uh, pre- present her as this, you know, legitimate contender rather than it feels like in recent weeks she's been kind of like a borderline comedy act, you know, for me, I want if I want someone to be a legitimate contender, I want to be, I want them to be taken seriously. So, and Michael Michael covered in saying yes, uh, this is definitely a gimmick the kids can get behind. So, and that's great. You know, I, I, that's great to see. Um, you know, just the the this it's I I can I can respect that. I can understand that. And you know, cool, right? The, the, you're not going to like every gimmick. You're not going to like every character, and that's totally fine. So. For me, I was thinking, okay, this match, it would have been cool to see Liv Morgan win because, you know, again, someone new getting that chance and they've kind of built her up as this natural underdog. It, I, I think though they could do cool things with Nikki, with Nikki ASH. Uh, for me, I was rooting for Alexa Bliss. I'm a big, big fan of Alexa Bliss. I'm a fan of Nikki, Nikki Cross as well. But I, I do, I really do enjoy Alexa Bliss's work. I think she's very, very talented. So uh, Jesse Mondo wondering uh, where I see Alexa going. So I don't know. Uh, it is definitely worth noting that fans are back so they can't necessarily do as much of the the weird supernatural stuff um granted we still got some of that in this match she was still using hypnosis and she tried using her powers to to bring down the briefcase and vernon marcada noting that uh it would have been funny if the brief if the briefcase came down when she tried to use her powers being in the match she would have looked up at it tried to use her 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 supernatural powers to unhook it so um that didn't work obviously but i am very interested to see how how you know they, they kind of book her with the supernatural gimmick with the uh things we've seen uh throughout the throughout the i guess i'll say the the last stretch of the thunderdome era when she was you know tormenting shana baszler and using her mind powers and some of this stuff isn't really gonna uh translate as well uh in front of a live crowd and there's not there's only so much you can really do in that sense so i mean i don't know i think uh we we saw this past week you know some hint that she might feud with eve marie and, and do drop on raw i think that'd be something interesting um i i don't know i mean i i, I wonder you know could she get drafted at smackdown because i, I mean the, while they've been uh you know shaking up with some call-ups and things like that and with, with Selena vega coming back they've they've added more depth there but um 
if she stays on Raw, I mean, maybe she, again, I'm assuming that Ray Ripley and Charlotte Flair will, will still feud. Maybe if if Becky Lynch comes back, maybe that's an option. Um, I think she could feud with Nikki Nikki Ash. There's all that history. I think that would make all sense in the world. So, uh, I I I think that uh, there are any number of good uses for Alexa Bliss right now. Um, it, whether it's the history with Alex, with Nikki Ash or if it's uh, Eva Marie, I mean anybody really. So it's hard to say. I I, I think for me, I, I would like to see her feud with uh, Nikki because that would really help establish Nikki, as I was saying a minute ago, maybe in, in a more legitimate and serious light rather than uh, you know what we've really been seeing lately. So you know, I don't know. It, 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 again, there there are so many moving parts. It's hard to see. Uh, who, who's going to go where, who's going to feud with who kind of until we kind of know who will really, you know, who's, who really is in the fold, right? Because we, we can sit here and speculate about Becky being on Raw, but maybe she'll go to SmackDown or, or we're talking about in the, in the men's division, maybe, maybe Goldberg will come back or maybe he won't, right? Until these things happen, it's really kind of pretty difficult to really say definitively, uh, or I should say make predictions about what's going to happen in that sense. So for me to answer that question, I would definitely like to see, uh, to, to see uh, Nikki Cross or Nikki SH uh, feud together again to, and I, I think that'd be mutually beneficial. So I would definitely like to see that. Uh, and it's, it, it feels like an option at this point right now because Nikki's going to need something to do. Alexa will need something to do. It makes sense to me. And we'll have to wait and see with that. Uh, otherwise here, we did have two tag team title matches. Uh, one team retained, one team did not. So on the kickoff show, we saw that the Usos uh, defeat the Mysterios to win the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Largely, you know, probably one of the more, uh, if not predictable, you know, less surprising outcomes on the card here where, you know, we, we've already kind of uh, told the story of the Usos and, and Roman Reigns not being on the same page. Uh, and now they're, they're all back in the fold. You, you can say what you, what you want. And obviously there's a lot of valid criticism about Jimmy Uso and his uh, off screen, you know, issues, let's say, but on screen from storyline perspective, the, the Usos, the tribe, uh, the bloodline, as Nishka is saying, the, the bloodline all has, to, all has the gold now. So that's what we've been kind of uh, building toward here um, for, for quite a while. I thought we were, we were going to you know build it, uh, stretch it out a little bit, ha have the Usos, a uh, feud of Roman, and maybe then fall in line. But instead, no, they're, they're all in line. The, the tribe standing tall. So uh, here, the Usos did defeat the Mysterios uh, to win the titles. This was a great match on the pre-show. With the kickoff show, if you will, the crowd ate it up. It was a very fun match. Probably should have, or at the very least, could have been on the main show. Uh, just the crowd was really eating up all, all, all the way through. There's a great near fall on a new so splash. Uh, the crowd was really eating up. This was Dominic's only his second match in front of a live crowd. So this guy's really improved a lot. Definitely worth um, complimenting him about that uh, for the Usos here. You know, this is their, I think, their seventh reign as the champions now uh, across the brands here. So good for them. They're a great tag team. They're, they showed just, they, they, they backed it up tonight, right? Uh, by having this great match on a kickoff show like that. Uh, so I, I liked it a lot. I think that, you know, now we are we are moving forward with, with the tribe, um, you know, standing tall, reigning, reigning as the champions. So uh, I thought this was a very great match for the pre-show and I enjoyed it. Um as, as for the tag team division, I mean, I, I imagine maybe maybe the Mysterios get a get a rematch. We've got uh, Alpha Academy getting built up pretty nicely. You could do the Usos and the, and the Street Profits again. The Street Profits have kind of you know 
been out of the title scene for a little bit now, but maybe maybe once they come back, they'll be back in the fold. Um, otherwise, SmackDown a, a little light on tag teams right now, but uh, maybe we'll see. Maybe the 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 the, uh, the draft will help with that. So um, I don't know. I, I think this will be good for for the Usos for for the tribe as a whole here, and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, otherwise, on on the Raw side of things, we saw AJ Styles and almost retain the tag titles. On the main show, someone in the comments noted that AJ Styles got the probably the, the second biggest pop of the night, uh, other than John Cena. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. This crowd was very, very hot for AJ Styles. You you would have no idea that the the AJ and almost were supposed to be the heels here. Um, and I thought, you know, it, people I tweeted about doing the show. We haven't forgotten how good AJ is, but this was very much a match where, you know, if you if you ever if you ever uh, doubted or or forgot about it, AJ Styles reminded you just how good he is. So uh, I I really thought he looked great tonight. There's one great spot where almost kind of like launched him to the outside. And he did a very smooth Hurricane Rana. Um, you know, you could really just see that AJ and almost are uh, really gelling together ever since they. Uh, you know, but they really haven't had that many matches together, really. Uh, so they're they're you know definitely gelling in that sense. So uh, I definitely didn't expect them to lose. You know, I've, John and I have talked about it, uh, where we really do expect to see AJ and almost feud with uh, RK Bro heading into SummerSlam if slash when Randy Orton comes back. We're not sure what's happening there, but uh, that feels like a, we talked about a couple other things here on the show, whether it's you know uh, Charlotte and Rhea, these other things. It feels like uh, RK Bro and uh, Styles and almost feels like a pretty natural path forward here. So with that in mind, I really didn't expect to see the Viking Raiders lose. But I thought they look. Sorry, I, I didn't expect to see them win. But I thought they looked great. I thought that you know they've been kind of um, maybe misused in some ways, or you know dating back to their. Uh, cinematic feud with, with the street profits last year uh you know i haven't always been utilized to, to their best potential uh but here you know letting them wrestle and go out there and uh you know just just do what they do and and, and wrestle you know a, a world-class wrestler in and aj styles i thought they look great that's the thing that she won new raw titan champions and she's an, even though she's an aj fan uh i mean i think there's still a lot of meat on the bone for aj styles and almost here where you could talk about you know just the, how they continue to, to gel together. And then maybe, you know, if they do feud with RK bro, that, that difference of like the, the oddball friendship of RK bro versus Adrian, almost more of a, a bodyguard and client kind of thing. Um, but no, I, I think that almost is, is pretty quickly growing and kind of selling it, selling him to his own. Uh, you know, he's, he's come a long way in, in a very short time, at least from what, what, what we've seen on screen. So uh, I like the smash. I was very good. There was one great near fall on, on a Viking experience where, you know, they, they really hooked me or like, Oh, I really thought that, uh, that uh, the Viking Raiders would win here. They, they, they got me on that near fall there. So uh, I, I like that a lot. Um, you know, near falls are great, especially the live crowd again. So, uh, you know, having one, one set of Titan champions, you know, stand tall on the, and the others uh, lost their belts, you know, shaking up a little bit there. Like I said, kind of similar on brawl. There's just the Titan, Titan division in general. Um, you know, I think the draft could definitely ho well, hopefully, you know, shake up the tag division, whether it's with some NXT call-ups or, you know, moving people across brands, you know, shaking up somehow because they definitely do need some depth, depth like that. So uh, great match. And really top to bottom looking at the card now, I think every match delivered or even over-delivered, I, I enjoyed every single one. Um, and it was just a really, a really great show. I, I can't emphasize that enough. Even, again, I said a minute ago, even if, you know, you didn't love some of the outcomes of the matches, if you 
weren't really excited about the, the, the John Cena return, at the very least, you've got to just admire the fact that fans are back and it's hard. You've, it's, I feel like for me, at least it's impossible to not get excited about that. Fans are back. Wrestling is back. WWE is back to the way that we, we know and love it. And in, in terms of at the very least, you can get whatever you want to say about the booking fans are back. And that, that is worth celebrating at the very least. So we, we, in doing so with my, the bank tonight, I really enjoyed it a lot in terms of rating it from a scale of one to 10. I mean, I, I kind of give it like a, at the very least a nine, maybe that's generous or maybe, maybe that's not enough. I mean, I just, the fans being there, it was so magical. John Cena showed up, even if you expected it, such a cool moment. Right. And then the, the men's way in the bank match was crazy uh every again every match was really good uh e again even if you didn't really agree with bobby lashley dominating uh, uh dominating um kofi Kingston there uh john john clark giving it 8.75 out, out of 10 there john in the comments we appreciate you uh john saying he had a blast at money in the bank we'll talk about that all you know very much on the raw post show but kevin Tyler giving it a 10 bit milligan we have a 9.5 friend of the show non giving it a 9 money mail with a 9.5 jesse motto with an 8.5 next with a 9 uh man just People really streaming in here. John, uh, John Clark saying he took the video about John with, from John Cena. Uh, yeah, with, with the post show address. I'll get that up on the wrestling as soon as I can. As soon as I'm out, done streaming here. Sean Smith with a ten as well. Uh, DJ Cassie with a ten as well. So and all are rocking the tens. This really people are enjoying the show as they should. So with that, everybody, uh, John Clark and I will be back here Monday night for the Raw post show. We'll be doing the NXT post show on Tuesdays. Uh, Robert D. Flace and I do the SmackDown post show on Saturdays now. The Diamond Dudes Tattoo do, uh, cover all things AEW, and they also do WCW written. So make sure to leave a like and subscribe. Also, a great stream of inter interviews constantly coming at you guys. Bill Pressure recently interviewed Matt Cardona. Uh, I interviewed Ring of Honor star Shane Taylor. Uh, just uh, uh, Dominic interviewed the Fonz for crying out loud. Just a, a great stream of new interviews constantly coming at you guys. Make sure to leave a like and subscribe. And remember, especially on a night like tonight, it makes it so easy to do the one thing we do here at Wrestling Above All Others, and that everyone is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.